Hey everyone, welcome to Snarf Talk with Chris and Jerry, and this is our podcast where we give you a behind-the-scenes look as we create a comic book. We're going to talk about TV, movies, comic books, and hopefully have a lot of guests, other writers, creators, and friends. Um, check us out at snarfcomics.com. You can check out our blog and follow along with everything we got going on. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Snarf Comics, and please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Enjoy the episode. never gets old we're back i love that intro music yeah i like it we I haven't do. heard a, a lot of feedback on that so. no i've heard none actually except for I, I think i did have somebody say like oh why'd you change that yeah well because we wanted to i did have somebody say now. i liked it when you guys sang that song you should sing all the intro music and outro music and i'm like that's a lot of work that is way <laughs> way too much work i'm not i'm not going to do that yeah. No. I, I although I did enjoy the whole singing process and I did enjoy the comment we got about um the so she heard the the music came on and then their two girls started singing to hello. Oh yeah. along with <laughs> us because of the whole trolls. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh show that that was hilarious. I laughed about that a lot. Well, I do have a MIDI keyboard. And a drum machine, so oh, we could really? start making our own beats. We could beat it up. Beats and and keyboards. Beat I don't know. I can't play the piano or do beats or sing, really. But I can do all three, the trifecta. Okay, so we'll. I'll watch you while we do this. We would need a whole day, a set-aside a day. <laughs> I'm not a musician, although I wish I was. You could join, come into my beat laboratory. Yeah, the, I don't know. I was going to try to say something witty about Chris's beat laboratory. <laughs> Anywho, we're back. We are back. How was your uh, time we, spent away? Um, Busy. It's always busy. Not quite as busy as you. But, I mean, on the scale of busy, it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. It's it good is, to keep busy. It is good. I like being busy. Um. Again, this whole baseball situation is going to continue to keep me busy until, like, mid-June. But Jerry is pledging here and now. He's not going to miss a week of Snarf Talk. Oh, no. No, 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 no. That will not be missed. We've talked about it earlier. We talked about it another day. And I just don't feel like it's fair for us to skip a week. Nope. Now... It's okay for us to skip a week if we plan ahead and record multiple episodes in a week. Yeah. Uh, but an episode is going to be put up every single week because I want to shoot for like 52 in a row. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like one year in a row of constant content. Constant content. Uh, you know? I, I, I like think it. I have a... a, The the fans deserve it, Chris. I'm going to tease a little thing I'm going to work on. I haven't started working on it yet, but we have a previously unaired podcast. We do. Like our first... Shoot, you should have told me I could have brought that. Our first podcast, really, that we recorded and we never released. Successfully. Is is the origin story 
It really it's is. It's our origin story. It is the original origin story of... And of then Snapchat. our first one that we went on the air live with, we were going to talk about all that stuff, and we never really did, and we kind of skipped it because we had just talked about it. At length. At length. Like we talked for hours. With a special guest. Yep. There was a special guest. He has not been on a, a an aired episode of snarf talk yet if you guys want to hear that unreleased origin story of snarf yeah leave talk, us leave us a comment let us know something uh give us out some sort of outreach it's gonna please. take some significant editing on my part it is a drink or two was shared oh man that's a rough it's it turns into a rough one the beginning but, but is the first great. like the first yeah the first hour or two are yeah solid. over I, over half of it is good the last little section there <laughs> yelza i don't rem- i don't remember it so. yeah well we haven't listened to it um, back, so so i mailed i mailed those stickers to erica and i have not heard from her if she's received these stickers yet and it's concerning me because they've been mailed for a while and i've never you know i haven't got a message from her yet so Either she was thoroughly disappointed in the stickers, or they are lost. Well, that's in... not possible. The well, stickers right. are amazing. That's we got true. tons, tons, tons more stickers, and we're going to be more liberal with our sticking. We did, and they're updated. They're a little bit different design. Chris put a picture of them on uh, the the Instagram social page. medias. Yeah, at Snarf Comics. Yep, we're getting some traction on social media. We're up to like 150 followers. Uh, what? 150? <laughs> There's some people that I see on Instagram that have like 23,000 followers. We'll and get it's there. like, it's like what? I look at their page and it's just like, it just says like world traveler, and which means I don't do anything whatsoever. Right. <laughs> uh, well, in any case, we're getting there and we're going to. Um, Here's the big news. We're going on Friday. We'll be at C2E2 in Chicago. Yep. The Chicago Comics and Entertainment Expo. Times two. Times. I don't know. I just... C2, Chicago Comics. CC. No, I, I get okay, why it's gotcha. called that. I just was like, I just figured I'd add an extra two. So the big plan was we were going to be there Friday and Saturday. We're going to round it out, like spend the whole weekend there. Yeah. Last minute, um, fate through some last minute whirlwind changes at me so i'm not going to be able to make it on saturday um jerry's probably not going to make it on saturday no i'm not going to go by myself um and i it it doesn't matter if we go friday that's good enough for me so we'll be there we'll be wearing snarf talk shirts oh you'll know we'll be handing out snarf talk stickers jerry will be prowling in front of the bathroom Uh, again (laughs) i think prowling is a good word (laughs) i think that's a good word for for me, a he's prowler. Just, he's going to walk around outside the bathroom and just slap stickers on people. as Jer- they Jerry the Prowler. Yeah. That's what I'm going to call myself. It's a good name for yourself. I think it's a good one. We could write a comic about that. Uh, we could. So we've got uh, the first family comic that has to come out of Verona. Yeah. Uh, the prow- Jerry the Prowler. The Snyder on one. Uh, the Snyder on one. What else could we do about me? Tons. we got to like maybe finish our one that we're doing now though that's a good idea jetpack samurai remember the plymouth prowler yes remember that car that was such a cool car back in the day was it i was thought it cool it was. i thought it was cool i think it was a, a design misstep the plymouth prowler mm, i wouldn't call it a misstep it's really ugly 
I don't think it was that ugly. Look up a picture of a Plymouth Prowler. I know what a Plymouth Prowler looks like, and I don't think it looked that ugly. I thought it was cool with the open-wheel design. That stupid bumper thing on the front. But it makes for such a good Hot Wheels car. (laughs) They always rolled the best. I guess. I don't know. I think they were roundly hated and criticized. Probably, but I was a kid when they came out, and I thought they were cool. Yeah. Well, you were a dumb kid. (laughs) You were just a stupid child. (laughs) Like, it's roundly. What do you think it takes? You, how much <laughs> that you were a dumb child? <laughs> how much do you think it costs to buy a, a used Plymouth Prowler these days? About fourteen hundred. Fourteen hundred bucks? <laughs> I bet you you could get one for less than six grand. Plymouth Prowler for sale. Let's buy one. Or ten. Let's say ten grand. You could get a very decent low mileage Plymouth Prowler with. It has to be purple. Well, I mean, here's one for twenty four thousand. Here's a nineteen ninety nine for twenty nine thousand four hundred ninety dollars on eBay. That's stupid. I think that's a good lofty goal for Snarf, for snarf Comics. <laughs> I feel like that has to be the Snarf Mobile. If you, there are two seaters. So if you see me and Jerry oh, yeah. driving around <laughs> in a Plymouth purple Plymouth Prowler convertible, and you it'll know have flames. We've made it. It has to have flames on it. Doesn't we've it? We've made it. Then that's our superhero car. Kind of, um, you know, like our Green Hornet. What's the Green Hornet car? That's like a... Black Beauty or... Yeah, isn't it a... Is, it's a convertible, too. It's an old school, like... Um, we saw it at a Comic-Con once. I think they had it there, didn't yeah, they? Yeah. It, it was not a convertible, though. I thought they were. Nah, it's it was a like a time. 1950s cruiser-type car. Black Beauty. I mean... Yeah, I don't know what kind of car it was, though. I don't know enough about Green Hornet. I don't even. I should know more. It's just not my type of. Uh, I don't think he's my type. It <laughs> really? Is, no, it's it is kind of noirish though, isn't it? I mean, I don't. I don't really don't know enough about him. I know he wears a suit. The Seth Rogen movie that I don't remember at all. I never watched it. I never saw it. Some comic book fan you are. Well, I mean, we're both literally saying how much we don't know about this, and then you're going to claim <laughs> I know. It's I don't a know anything. Six Chrysler. Oh, okay. Awesome. Which is Chrysler, Plymouth, same company. They are the same company. Where were, I don't know if one of them doesn't exist anymore. Plymouth does not exist anymore. In any case, we're going to be at C2E2. We're going to be wearing (laughs) Snarf Talk shirts. We're going to be passing out Snarf Talk stickers. We're going to be looking for artists. And I'm going to prowl. We're going to be, Jerry's going to be prowling artist alley. I am. Oh, there are some people I do want to see, though. There's, um... Cullen, Cullen Bunn's going to be there at a nice. table. Uh, Jason Aaron's going to be there at a table. And Kyle Higgins is going to be there at a table. Okay, remind me the other Ka- two. You don't know Jason Aaron? Remind me. Um, well, I'd have to look up the books, but I, I know I have a bunch of his books. He did, um, he did Thor, right? Yeah, he's done Thor. Star Wars. Uh, I didn't know he did Wolverine. Star Wars. Okay, he's done a bunch of stuff. Yeah, Kyle Higgins did. Uh, Ghost Rider, tons uh, of stuff. Nightwing. Uh, He's best known for Thor, Scalped, Ghost Rider, Wolverine, and Punisher Max. There you go. Cool, cool. He's done some indie stuff, though, that is that I like a lot, and I can't remember it. I'll have to look it up. But Kyle Higgins was um, on a couple podcasts. I, I want to get his these people. Co- listen, his cousin, Gustav Hasford, wrote the uh, book, which became the movie Full Metal Jacket. Jason Aaron's? His cousin. Gustav Hasford. 
You're wrote the semi-autobiographical novel The Short Timers, on which the feature film Full Metal Jacket was based, was largely an influence on Aaron. Well, I mean, bam! How can you go wrong with that? Interesting. It's a small world. It is. It's like Jason Allen, Aaron, Gustav Hasford, Full Metal Jacket. Jerry Snyder, Chris Harford, Snarf Comics. You see it Stanley all. Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, it I mean, all, it's all it's there. All right. It's all together. Yeah. This is like a Stanley Kubrick thing yeah. that we're doing, you know? Kind of. Like, I feel Kubricky right now. You know? What's your favorite Stanley Kubrick movie? Full Metal Jacket, by far. That's, is, that a, is that a Stanley Kubrick movie? Yes, of course it is. I don't think it is. Oh, yeah, it is. Yes, 100%. Directed, written, and co-written and produced by Stanley Kubrick. Huh. Well, I didn't I just like throw that. out a random well, name. Well, you know what? Sometimes I do do that, though. I think my favorite Stanley Kubrick movie. I uh, see that's that's a good one. I don't know. Didn't he do uh, Clockwork Orange? He did. I like that movie. That's a really good. But one. it's not as good as Full Metal Jacket. Did he do? Uh, it's different though. It's hard to. Oh, it's very different. Uh, yeah, you can't. He do Paths of Glory, right? Yep, that's a great one. Um, oh shoot, I know there's another one. Uh, Isn't there Spartacus? Like... That's a good one. Isn't there like an alien movie that he did? Um, twenty uh, the two thousand one A Space Odyssey. Was that him or was that uh, that was him? That was him. Yeah, because I was thinking Steven Spielberg, but Steven Spielberg did uh, nineteen eighty four. Well, that and <laughs> uh, something Close like, Encounters. Yes, Close Encounters of a Third Kind. That's yeah. what I was thinking of. I think my favorite is Doctor Strangelove. You know that I have never seen that. Yeah, I think he's like a, I don't know if. He, He's a producer on that. I don't know exactly his entire role on that. But a lot of people like that movie, though. I love that movie, but I've never seen it. I need to. I need to check it out. You should. It's great. Peter Sellers. Come on. Uh, you can't go wrong with a good Pete Sellers. Yeah, wasn't he the Pink Panther? Um. Anyway, I do want to see those people along <laughs> with uh, Kyle Higgins. Kyle Higgins, I've listened to on a lot of podcasts. He did awesome work on Batman stuff. He's doing um, a Power Rangers run right now that apparently is being, like, really loved. Not interested. No, neither am I, but I'm interested in harassing these people to be on our podcast Yeah, and interviewing them. And we're going to give them cards, and we're going to be like, hey, let's literally schedule a date right now. I haven't got cards yet. They were supposed to be here today. I wonder if they're at home. Well, they have to be here by Friday morning, or otherwise this is over, Chris. <laughs> otherwise, we're back in the printed cards. Um, yeah, I will hand those out. <laughs> you think they're ridiculous? I'm gonna hand. I them will out. burn every last one. Um. So yeah, I, I'm. We're. I wanna. I wanna see those people. Me Cullen, too. Cullen Bunn is really cool. Yeah, that guy's amazing, and I'm a backer on his Kickstarter for Metro, Metro. a book that he co-wrote with um, Brian. Uh, I'm blanking now. Azarello? No. From Tell Him Steve Dave. Oh. Uh, Brian Quinn. Quinn, yeah. BQ. BQ. Should I wear my Spot Smodcast jersey or my Tell Him Steve Dave jersey? We're wearing Snarf Talk stuff. Oh, yeah. Duh. So. So neither. None of those things. Okay. <laughs> you oh, can wear man. the jersey underneath of your Snarf Talk shirt. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it'll fit, but okay. You would look absolutely ridiculous, but you could do that. Yeah, I'll allow it. In any case, I'll allow it. C2E2, it's happening. We'll be there. It's going to be great with spells so, on. So I got a bunch of news. I got some news. Uh, you want to do the news? Let's do some news. Okay, I'm going to start off with one that's quick. 
I talk about this, I feel like, too much. Okay. And I, I need to quit bringing it up. But I did feel like this was newsworthy. If it's about Bill Maher, I'm not getting into no, it. No, it's about Suicide Squad again. Okay. And they came out and said that this Suicide Squad movie is a total reboot. Oh, the one with uh, Idris Elba. Yeah, it's not a sequel. It has nothing to do with the past, the other one. It is a complete and total reboot. Here's a question. Why don't they just do that four-issue Deadshot miniseries from the 90s that was, like, so good? Yeah, everybody loves. And not do Suicide Squad. I don't know why they are doing this again. Or why don't they make Suicide Squad into, like, a TV show? I think they could put it on their DC streaming app. Yeah. And it would do a lot better than a, a major movie because... It's going to be called The Suicide Squad. Right. Wait, what was the last one called? Suicide Squad. Okay. (laughs) It's just, why are you doing this? I don't know, man. WB, like, or uh, not Warner Brothers. Yeah, like, what what are they thinking with this? Wait, 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 wait. But it's James Gunn. I didn't see that. James Gunn's Suicide Squad movie is a total reboot. I didn't see the James Gunn part. Okay, well, well, that, that changes changes things a bit. everything. Because you James, know, James Gunn, if you don't know, is the writer director of both Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Well, in other news that I have, he in is big, also big news. He is also coming back for Guardians of the Galaxy three. <laughs> Woo! This is just an amazing, amazing thing. Why why they removed him to begin with was ridiculous, but should I we, get it. Should we uh, expound on that a little? Yeah, go for it. He was removed rather hastily mm-hmm. from um, very quick from Guardians of the Galaxy three. When it came to surface, what had happened was so um, barring the politics of the situation, James Gunn, like most Hollywood people, is very very um, opinionated. He's very on the left and opinionated. And, yes, and an activist, I guess, in a in a bit you could say, but not in your face about it. But anyway, he is. So <clears throat> when there was a little bit of a witch hunt where they were trying to take down Hollywood people, so it got big time <laughs> thrown around on the media from a conservative blogger, I believe. Um, they dug up some old tweets of his from like 2006 or seven, yeah, long time ago, really early. And uh, they were basically jokes that he was making on Twitter, but off-color jokes that weren't really funny. They didn't really land. And they were pertaining to some sensitive subjects. I'm not even sure what they I don't even really know what they were. I read them once. I think they were supposedly about, like, they were, like, pedophile jokes. Okay. And I mean, some of those can be funny. They weren't. They weren't funny, and they were (laughs) dumb. Yeah. And he had sense later on apologized for him and been like, I was trying to be funny. It wasn't funny. You know, it was like, dumb. Sorry. Yeah. And that this is like old news. And then mm-hmm. 15 years later, they get dug up, they get passed around. And I mean, within minutes, Marvel or Disney is like, it was like fired, immediately done, done, fired, removed off the show. And, um, and everybody, basically all the actors were like, no, they stood up. They yeah, made what's, a big stink. What's and, the big guy's name? Um, um, uh, Dave Bautista. Yes. He was 100% against the idea of James Gunn being removed. And he like went on Twitter and and put it out there saying, like, I, I, 
I don't even want to do this movies. Like, even though I'm contractually obligated to be a part of this, like I'd really want nothing to do with this movie without James Gunn being around. Yeah. And it's and, not like he was just some random writer director. Exactly. He was the, this was his baby. Yeah. This, you this feel, I feel like, I feel like, and Disney they were perfect Marvel movies too. Could have, could have done something a little bit differently with that. So it comes out now, sir, what, six months later? Yeah, because now you look like an idiot bringing him back yep. when you got rid of him in the the first place, but now you're like, oh, well, okay, you can come back. They bring him back, and they it basically just... say, well, he apologized, and he took he took credit for the mistake, and blah, 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 blah. He shouldn't have been fired in the first place, right. first off. You could have done this six months ago. But they Said decided the to do thing. it. I don't care what happened. I'm just glad he's back. Sure. Apparently, yeah. they, have, they went out there and said they never ever even interviewed anybody else so they knew this whole time basically that they were gonna hire him back this was just a so they just want to delay the process they just wanted the heat to die down makes sense you know no it doesn't it doesn't make sense (laughs) whatever no it doesn't make sense um i'm glad he's back and yes um, as am i it seems by all accounts he seems to be a wonderful person everybody likes working with him if he's doing suicide squad i think he could change some things around because when you take a property like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and make it what it is. Yeah. Dang. I mean, everybody, when they heard Guardians of the Galaxy was going to be a movie, everybody was like, what are they doing with that? Like, you know, when they made the that last Suicide Squad movie, they attempted to make it James Gunny a little bit with the I music agree. and it was Wasn't a lighthearted that, tone. Uh, David Finch? Uh, or, uh, no, it was. Fincher? Uh, or the guy who was uh, Goyer? What? I don't know. Yeah. David Goyer? He was, um, I think, the guy who wrote Batman v Superman and a bunch of the and I th- DC it, movies at the time. But it was the same guy who did that movie, Fury. Was it? Yeah. Okay. So. I think it was David Goyer. Goyer. I think you're right. But And and I was kind of excited about it. David Ayer. David Ayer, yes. Writer, director of that. And Fury, I think. Um, but either way, I was kind of excited about it because I knew he had done some really good work. But David uh, Ayer, uh, by the way, went on from that to he's doing Bright Two. Um, he, he did do he Fury. Did, it was one he did right before Suicide Squad was Fury. Yeah, and that I never saw that, but it got really good. I haven't seen it yet either, but a lot, so many people have told me I need to, I need to check that out. Yeah, you haven't haven't seen yet that movie from two thousand fourteen. That's when it came out. Yeah, Fury came out in 2014. That's correct. Yeah, he wrote Whoa. the <laughs> he wrote Training Day in 2001, and he he's doing the Training Day TV show, which apparently exists. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. It's um, out. I like out. Oh, it came out in 2017. I think it's canceled now. But um, Training Day, man, <laughs> talk about a movie there. Uh, that could have been on our top movies list, probably. It could have been. It's pretty I think good. you're right. Hmm. That's a good. That's good. That that's why I thought like this guy could do some good work with Suicide yeah. Squad, but he didn't. Nope, he nope. didn't at all. But James Gunn will. So here's a another uh, thing that intrigued me was that so they there's always been a lot of problems with the Flash movie, like Warner yeah. Brothers movie. There's they've lost directors, they've lost writers, they've been like throwing things back and forth with this movie for Sticking a long time. Sticking with the actor, though? Yes. So, Ezra Miller Which it, I, I is the actor. Which I kind of liked. You know, he was good. 
he apparently is very, very committed to this thing because he of told course he is because he's got nothing else going on. Uh, yeah. Well, he was in the, uh, I think he was in those um, Harry Potter movies, those uh, Fantastic Beast. Oh, was he? As yeah, a, he not did. as a lead, though. No, but he was in there. He did. He was kind of bigger in them, I think. Anyway, he's very, very connected to this and wants it to happen really bad. Uh, so he told Warner Brothers he's going to write it. He's writing it. With Grant Morrison. Really? He's got Grant Morrison and him to write it, and I think the deadline for him to turn in a script is Friday this week. Wow. Uh, and he wanted the – here's what scares me about it, though. I, I like, perked up when I heard Grant Morrison because I was like, that could be really cool, Grant Morrison getting his hands on a Flash movie. Um, but the, so he didn't like the direction the writers were going because it was like a kind of a goofy movie is the way they claimed it to be like funny and goofy. And he wanted a darker type of movie that kind of scares me just because we know how that goes right. with DC and Warner brothers, how they do the dark stuff all the time. I normally am a fan of it in comic books. But with The Flash, I don't... They're probably looking at the success of the TV show. Yeah, but that's not really a dark TV that's show. That's what I mean. It's, uh, I mean, I guess it can be at times. Oh, I but... thought, okay, yeah. I see what you mean. You know, I... He he I'll... wants to, so Ezra Miller wants it to be a little bit of a darker take. And maybe it can be really good with Grant Morrison because I trust that You can that have dude. a dark movie with some moments of levity in it. You can, and you can do it well. It just scares me on what they've done in the past. Right. Because, and it's it's never act one or two that's the problem. It's act three that always turns out to be a big, boiling, red lava, <laughs> molten steel thing that makes no sense. Well, let's put it this way. Okay. And the so, whole world turns into fire. DC has made the serious ones, right, for the most part. Right. Um, Marvel's stuck with the lighthearted tone. But there have been DC movies where they have attempted to inject the lighthearted tone, and those have been the ones that fell flat, Well, like Justice League. Yeah, because they just didn't do it right. But then if you see Aquaman, you'll understand that they did it pretty well. Okay. They... they my point is they've had more success as much as you can, uh, you know, say that the darker takes they've done in the past have have not been as good. They seem to have landed better than their attempts at the more lighthearted. I agree. Fair. Yeah. They're not good at They weren't good at it. Right. And even I, I, there was moments of, of fun in Wonder Woman. I wouldn't call that a lighthearted movie by any means. No, but it was at least... It was at least something of that. Right. You know, it was a little bit more lighthearted, especially, like I said, the first two acts. The third act, they went back to their old roots and said, let's turn the world to fire. I think there was a lot. There was a lot of times I was thinking, you know, like, why are they doing this when they have Grant Gustin on the TV show? He's so great. I know. The TV show is so good. But they're, okay, the visual effects you can do with a speedster. Uh-huh. In the movies, like what they've done with Quicksilver on the Marvel side, and they've yeah. done it with the Flash and some of the DC movies, is so amazingly cool. Yeah, that like I'm all for of that. I'm 100 percent in and the bag for a Flash. They, movie. they have the biggest. DC has the biggest um, 
I mean, they should want a Flash movie more than anything because this is the one character, the one storyline that already exists that literally reboots the entire Everything. universe. If they do Flashpoint, they'll reboot the entire universe. Now, yes. I know they done it, they did it on TV. Yeah, but you could still do it in the movies, and I think it could go over very successfully so, because not everybody is watching the Flash TV show. Just remake the animated Flashpoint movie. Yeah. Live action. And then start everything else from scratch. I agree. Did you hear the news? I don't know if you got this for the news, though. Um, speaking of DC and starting from scratch, um, the rumors on who they're ca- wanting to cast possibly for Batman? Um, Is no. that on your news? Uh, I don't know. It's not. Uh, one sparkly, sparkly vampire. Oh, I did hear. I did hear about it, and I didn't want to comment on it as news. Because I don't think it's true. I don't. I hope it's not. What's his name? Uh, Robert, Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. I can't see him being Batman. Sorry. He can't be. He can brood. He can brood with the best of them. I don't care. I don't want him as Batman. And th- that would be the only situation where I am not excited about a Batman movie. They just need to bring in a no-name actor. Yeah. I'm fine with or that. Or Army Hammer. I'm I'm on in the bag for Army I, Hammer. I'm fine with anybody but Robert Pattinson. Like you cannot give me Robert Pattinson and and me be okay with it. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. And if he's sparkly, I would be pissed. Cuz I think he just walks around sparkly, doesn't he? I don't know. He he walks around brooding. brooding. <laughs> I, knew, I knew that was the case. All right, let's see. So, Let's see. We had a couple trailers come out. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. One big of, one today. Oh, real big one. Yeah. Are you going to talk about the Quentin Tarantino one? Nope. Oh. Didn't know about it. What is that? Oh, my Lord. The Hollywood Christopher. one? Yes. I haven't seen the trailer yet. It came out, I think it was today, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I missed that because I'm really looking forward to that movie. It Dude, sounds amazing. It looks so good. I just, when I watched the trailer, I didn't know anything about it. I mean, I, I knew it existed, but I didn't know the premise or anything. So what is the premise? This is, well, I'm still not quite 100% sure, but I know it follows uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and his stunt double, which is Brad Pitt. And they're obviously actors, and it's following those two guys in Hollywood. And Kevin Smith's daughter is in it, Harley Quinn. She's in the movie. Okay. um, Because she put a thing on Instagram like, I can't believe I'm in this movie. Check out the trailer. It's going to be so effing good. Like, she's really excited about it. Um, And I am too, once I saw it. I, I can't explain to you, like, really what the premise is going to be about. I think it literally just follows these guys' acting career. I thought and it like, was like a murder mystery type maybe thing. Maybe it is. Okay. I don't know. Like if somebody else watched the trailer, or maybe I should watch it again and really pay attention. I was just like captivated that I, I love Leonardo DiCaprio in a Quentin Tarantino movie. It's awesome. I love Brad Pitt in a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah, it, that's, that's awesome. Very different for him. Well, Brad Pitt's been in before. Yeah, in Glorious Bastards. Yeah. That was like a freaking awesome movie. That's true. Um yeah, this is Quentin Tarantino's ninth film, awesome. and it looks really, really good. I'm into it. It comes out. It comes out in July. I will so check that trailer out. That is a good one. The other trailer that came out um, was season three of Stranger Things. Oh, I didn't see that either. Yeah, the, I'm way behind the times here. Uh, the Stranger Things trailer came out. 
it, that they're dropping that season July 4th. So on 4th of July, that comes out. Looks really good. Again, um, Eleven has longer hair. She looks like a normal girl doing normal girl things until later in the trailer. Um, if you're not watching Stranger Things, what's wrong with you? Yeah, you shame on you. That's that's a show right there. It is. And and it it's so weird because, like, okay, so many other shows that I would be more uh, quick to talk about mm-hmm. because you are with them longer. But Stranger Things is so good that it's impossible to not, like, digest the whole season in, like, a 24-hour span. Gosh, it's so hard you know not I mean? to do. So and you're not, like, watching it over the course of months like you would be Game of Thrones. Right. And it feels like, so there's 20 episodes out between the two seasons. It feels like you watch that within a day or two. I it feels like it's gone. I have to season two because I don't really remember the premise of Ooh, season two. Very good. It's I, I, I remember like, liking it more than season yeah, one. Yeah, I like it better than season one. That's what I was just going to say. I really do. I think it ended phenomenally. Uh, it gives you more. It gives you more of what you want to see. Yeah, I remember that. One great thing about that show, and I'm always using it as the standard bearer for all these other period shows. Yeah. Like Captain Marvel tried to be a 90s movie. Mm-hmm. Nothing... And then uh, what was the other one? Bumblebee tried to be an 80s movie. They can't do it right. And Stranger Things is the ultimate standard of it's done right. It looks like. Oh, and they And not just talking about the scenes and the scenery. I'm talking about like how they shoot it. And it's shot like an 80s movie. And the guy who created it and directed it wasn't even alive in the 80s. Like he's young. It's two people. It's like two brothers. But they're young. Yeah, they're very young. So they were like. They're, our, they're like our age. So I'm they, telling you, they're good at I mean, what they do. They were probably do. in the 80s, but they were kids, you know? Yep. Yeah, it's really good. This this season looks like, so the kids are growing up, uh, and they specifically say, like, we can't do little kid things anymore. Like, what did you expect us, like, to not move on, not grow up? See, I that's feel like there's thing, some in, inside turmoil there. I'd be interested to see that, because one of the great things about that show is just their innocence. Yeah, and I think they, they are starting to come out of that innocence a little bit, but they're going to be pulled right back to each other because of whatever demon or whatever something is happening. Oh, yeah, season two was they found out there was more of them, and they started yeah. to... Yeah, okay. And then Eleven gets her like powers and stuff, like she's really in control of her powers. And uh, yeah, this one... This one looks good. Check out that trailer. Looks pretty good. I'm v- Is Winona very Ryder much... in it? Yes. Is she crying nonstop? She wasn't. She was staring blankly when you see her sitting in the living room. <laughs> if there's one criticism I have of Stranger Things season one, it's that she's almost unbearable. She, I mean, I wouldn't call her unbearable, but she's a nut job. She's just like blubbering all over, chewing her up kid, the scenery, blubbering. I mean, if your kid was in the upside down, wouldn't you be freaking out? Yeah, but she does some, a lot of weird things. Yeah, she's very weird. <laughs> I think she's very weird just like normally. I think so too. Yeah. And then uh, what's the guy, what's the actor, David something? I know who you're talking about though. The sheriff guy. Yeah, he's like the Hollywood 8 guy now. Yeah, he he looks really good in this. Like he's the same character, but it just, I like his character. He's also he's uh, in something else. Hellboy. Hellboy, that's right. He's yep. the new Hellboy. And I wasn't, a fan of that until I saw him in the makeup and realized he'd look exactly like Ron Perlman because Ron Perlman was Hellboy first and looked like Hellboy. Um, I think he might be going to be in Suicide Squad too. Uh, okay. As who? Um, 
I'll tell you here in a second. Wait, you think he was in the first Suicide Squad or the new one coming out? I don't know. Okay. Disregard. Disregard. Doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, so that was some of the... Dexter Tolliver. That's not his name. Is in, it? He was in the last Suicide Squad as Dexter Tolliver. Oh, okay. His actual name's David, right? Yeah, David Harbour. Harbour. Oh, I couldn't think of it. Yeah, I was thinking... I wasn't thinking anything. I just knew it was David something. Uh, as of midnight last night, Chris, you know what happened? Oh, he was. Wait a second. Oh, we're still on him? Yeah, we're on. Yeah. Okay, Mr. Harbor. Never mind. Go ahead. Who, what? Do Who, you, what, where, when, what? No, do you know what happened as of midnight last night? No. Huge. Spring is sprung? No, this is Isn't huge, the first huge day of deal. spring? I think it is today. Yeah, you're right. Okay. But... Uh, is it bigger than the changing of the seasons, Jerry? Yes, it is. Disney officially acquired Fox as of midnight. I did not know that. Uh, I thought it had to go through the it's government. Clo- and all it that is stuff. closed, buddy. It's it, a done deal. $71.3 billion deal. B- Holy cow. B- 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 billion dollar deal. That seems high, doesn't it? They That's bought the Marvel rep- for like four billion. They bought Star Wars for four billion. This Lucas is the Jones. report: seventy-one point three billion dollar deal, and well, it closed. You know last how night. much money their sports and news divisions are worth? Wait, they didn't get the sports and news divisions. No, they just got Fox, like entertainment, entertainment like twentieth century Fox. Yes, and probably but, Fox Searchlight and all the, those. Yeah, think of the backlog of the Simpsons of stuff. All of everything. The Aliens. Sim- oh, yeah. The queen alien is now a Disney princess for a <laughs> Disney queen. I saw that as a meme today. That was kind of funny. They had alien at Disney World on the great movie ride. Oh, really? There's well, a great movie ride at Hollywood Studios and they, it was a cool ride. It's closed now. It's going to be, um, uh, it's, uh, it's a new, it's supposed to be a new, really cutting edge Mickey and Minnie great movie escape ride that they're okay. building and it's yeah. supposed to be like this mind-blowing ride it's supposed to be the greatest ride that's ever been made oh. it opens this fall i think or this summer but anyway before that there was a great movie ride and you rode on this movie or on this like train tram type, yeah. type of thing uh, and there was like a real I, person that was like the guide and that was in front like it was your tour guide yeah i feel like i was at one time they have a set piece where you go through like a mob movie and there's a real life actor that like shoots some other guy and then he jumps on the train with you and he like hijacks it it's oh it's really fun it's oh, a great okay. it was one of my favorite rides but it's closed forever but anyway oh, they take sucks. you through like the alien world and and there's uh, a xenomorph and they pop it pops down from the ceiling really it scared the heck out of cash when he was a little oh i don't doubt it yeah. i mean a xenomorph would scare me is that what they're called xenomorphs of course i don't remember that's a great movie Gosh. that should be in the top 20 movies list not the first one the second one i agree aliens Aliens, yeah. The That's f- a great one. Not the first one, the second one. The second say. one's the best okay, one. I agree with you. The third one is not because they kill off... Uh, All the ones after that. Newt. Not good. Newt dies. In like the very beginning of the movie, Spoilers which is ridiculous. from 1970-something. No, that's an 80-something, like an 89. The first one was in the 70s. Yeah, but the third one wasn't until was way much later. later. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um. So, yeah, that's a really big deal. I don't what what do you think? Here's my question. How long do you think it's going to take Disney before they put out a Fox property as a movie? You or think something? they're going to? 
use the 20th Century Fox banner still? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, one of their properties. How long do you think before Disney makes its own movie with right. that? That I think the first they'll do is X Men, probably. Yeah. How long do you think that's going to take? Six months? Year? Like, do you think? Do you think they've been working on something no. already? No. You don't two think years. So? You think it'll be two years before you see a Fox? That's a. Uh, that's asset. on average what it takes for a movie from beginning to release is two to three years i'm i'm gonna bet you it's it's less than a year we'll see something of of foxes that disney puts out now hmm. less than a year put it mark it in your calendar so they own fx now yeah everything everything fox entertainment so like owns. it's always sunny in philadelphia they own that do yeah, maybe i guess yeah hmm. interesting yeah, that's a Disney show. So, um, <laughs> what is Fox, by the way? Avatar was Fox. Planet of the Apes. Die Hard. They could do a new Die Hard. I'd be down for that. I'd be down for a Die Hard. I could do a Die Hard. Kingsman. Fantastic Four, of course. Kingsman is really good. And maybe they'll do Fantastic Four. I could see that. Hopefully they do it better. Independence Day. They did just come out with another one of those movies, was didn't there they? Just, there was a, wasn't there another one? Yeah, there was. I did not go see that. At I think all. I might have seen it. I don't remember. I know it was not good. Hmm. Well, if you didn't see it, you don't know that. Well, the reviews say it was not good. <laughs> anyway. So every movie franchise Disney bought from Fox. You want me to read them? Yes, get after it. All right. I mean, I don't know how many there are here, but let's see. I mean Avatar. Um let's let it Let's see, Alien versus Predator. It's in alphabetical order. Alien, Predator, Avatar, uh, Die Hard franchise, Fantastic Four, the Kingsman franchise, The Martian, uh, Planet of the Apes, Red Sparrow, Star Wars. Wait, Star Wars. Oh, so Disney owns Lucasfilm, but the distribution rights for the classic movies Mm -hmm. were Fox. They own that now. They'll probably re-release them. I bet you anything. X-Men, um, I don't know. There's a bunch more. I'll, I'll let you know if I found <laughs> anything. Um, Alvin and the Chipmunks, they got that. Oh, we could, get another, we could get another Chipwrecked. Home Alone, Ice Age, Night at the Museum franchise, Percy Jackson franchise, The X-Files, of course, they own now. That's a big one. The Maze Runner franchise. Who cares? I thought those were pretty good. Never watched them. <laughs> the Chronicles of Narnia. Ooh, those are good. Uh, they're okay. Uh, at least the first one was. Yeah. Fight Club, Independence Day, MASH, The Maze Runner. Um, tons of stuff. Tons of stuff, guys. Do you think they'll do a MASH? I don't know whether to be excited or not excited because now it's just more of a yeah, it's monopoly. Just such less a... producers, less stuff. I agree. It. I don't know. There's no way around it. You might as well just try to be excited for it. Will they cancel The Simpsons? That's a good question. No. No, they won't. It's a I silly question. Anyway, what's next on the news? You're up. I don't have any. Oh, you didn't have any news? No, it was just the James Gunn thing because I'm so excited about that. No, you told me that there was a big uh, trailer. Oh, there was that... another big trailer. Toy Story 4 dropped today. Oh, I did have that on here, didn't I? I, I did. don't know. Did you? I did. Okay. Well, it did drop. I did watch it. You didn't see it, obviously. I did. Oh, you did see it? Yeah, I saw the Toy Story 4. I... What did you think about? No, I mean, did you watch the trailer? Yes. Okay. What did you think about it? Um, I think they're... I, I guess you would assume that Little Bo Peep is the bad guy, right? 
No. Yeah. You think so? Yes. She's keeping Woody away. I don't know. She looked cool. She looks cool. But I think the she's... first thing that jumped out at me is the animation looks amazing. Well, of course, the animation looks amazing. And of course, uh, like all of it's going to be good. But I really do believe that little Bo Peep is going to be the bad guy. I, th- I think she's keeping Woody. I thought it was uh, uh, interesting. The trailer. Um, I don't like the spork. No, that was a big the thing. Was, I thought that was thing. weird. Like, why? I don't know. Um, I'm going to guess that it's the movie's going to be a lot different than what we see, but I'm guessing it's going to be pretty good and deep. Oh, sure. Toy Story 3, by the way, is a freaking amazing movie. All of them are good, but Toy Story 3 is by Toy far the Story best. Toy Story 3 jumps out at me as an incredible movie. That scene at the end where they know they're going to die, and then they decide to give up and accept it, and they all hold hands, and they go into the incinerator. I don't remember. It is one of the most powerful lot. movie scenes I've ever seen. And I know people might think that's ridiculous, but I'm going to tell you. But in the context. Every single time I watched that movie, I cried that yeah, moment. I could understand it's that. It's incredible. That movie is amazing. I don't think. I rewatched Toy Story. Now, my youngest is on a Toy Story kick. He's discovered it. He's like 16 months old. He discovered it. Um, I rewatched Toy Story 1 boy is like the animation oh it's so rough terrible. isn't it but it's, that's like but 90s it's, it's 1995 i think yeah that it is 95 and that's that's like the beginning that started animation and and when you look at it through that prism it's not that bad like the toys are oh, pretty it's, good it's but when they do the people that's what's really rough yeah the people are not good uh like uh what's sid yeah mm, not you know what always bugged me about that so, okay, here's the deal. In the first one, they make Sid... I think it's the first one. They make Sid out to be this horrible villain child. Yes. But he's he doesn't know the toys are alive. He's really just a kid using his imagination and playing with toys. Right. But they make him out to be like, <laughs> like such a horrible guy. human being. And then at the end, they reveal that they are alive to him. Think how much that would have destroyed that kid. <laughs> and yeah, then in the next movie, it. they make a point of like making you see that he's now become a garbage man. Yeah, because like, they're like, look gar- at look at that garbage Sid kid. Now he's a garbage, garbage man. man. Oh, you handle garbage every day. Serves you right for melting our friends. Meanwhile, most garbage men make probably on average make way more money than your average yeah, guy. A guy I deployed with, uh, he's a garbage man. It's a great job. He's my favorite garbage man. Yeah. He doesn't pick up my garbage, but he's my favorite. Well, he's my favorite, too. Shout out to uh, Tidball. There you what go. What up, Tiddy? <laughs> all right, so that's all the news. Yeah, that's all the news I got. Uh, unless you want me to find more. No, nah, that's cool. Are you sure? We got a bunch of what we're watching, and then I got a new segment we can do at the end. Yeah, we have a new segment. I don't have so much of you. You've got what you're watching. I, I've only watched one thing. I've watched a ton. And you can have it, get after it. Okay. So I, oh, not a ton. I caught up on some stuff. I finished Umbrella Academy, so we can officially talk about it. Okay, good. So you're, the last three episodes. The, by far, the last three episodes are really good. Much better, right? I mean, you start at uh, the eight, so there's ten. Eight, nine, so ten. So at eight, it's it's fairly fine throughout. It's the right at the end. It's the ending. With the big That's when you're there. like, whoa. Yeah. 
I, I don't want to spoil it. It's genuinely it, guess, pretty shocking. Yeah, very. And I kind of knew it was coming, but it was I shocking. Knew, I knew something was coming. Okay, I knew. I knew she was gonna like lose her cool. I knew something was. I didn't think that's what she was gonna do. And but I don't think she did that on. She didn't do that on purpose. It was like a, a reaction. Yeah, but then her descent after that is pretty okay. First of all, I I I said Ellen Page was awful. She redeems herself in the yeah. last three episodes. That's why I pretty I amazing. Held my tongue. Per, pretty good performance. Yeah, in those last three episodes, I I thought she did a really good job, and I didn't expect her to be able to convey the. There's spoilers ahead, guys. Okay, so let's just say that. Yeah. Um, and, and we're not going to talk about this very long, so you know, if you skip ahead five or ten minutes, it's fine. Um, but I wouldn't worry too much about getting it spoiled because. There is a, a big shock. There's one like big shock, but after that, it's nothing. You kind of get the gist, so it's not like a he, you're losing out a huge bit. But. It it surprised me more so that she was alive after that. Like she state that they saved her life. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought I I was like, holy crap, they're gonna kill her. Like she's dead. Well, I actually thought initially, I'm like, well, that's dumb. But then I kind of like the they basically they cut her throat. So she loses her vocal cords. Yes, she can't sing or she can't talk anymore. Yeah, which is cool. I mean, yeah. that's a good idea because it takes her powers away, essentially. Um, it 100% takes all yeah. of her powers away of influence because like, it can influence people. So um, she's good, and Ellen Page is able to convey like anger very well, Yeah, which I like, wasn't expecting from her. It's like, uh, I, don't, I don't even know. Like She just seemed, she seemed bad. Yeah. But I don't think she is. No. Well, and then, I mean, that's kind of one thing that's bugged me about that show, In and Out, is kind of there's a lot of plot holes and, yeah, and things like that. There are. And there, it, I, I don't like it necessarily when a show does, oh, if you would have just, if one little thing had been different or you had not locked her in that vault, it probably would have, you know, changed. You know, things like that kind of get me. But yeah. At the same time, um, but I don't know. Can't you say that about life? Like, had I not yeah, done this one thing, Klaus is awesome. Klaus turns out to be really powers. awesome. He gets more powers at the end of it with that octopus thing. Yeah, it's like a kraken. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's, that's the think, powers for number five. You didn't catch that. Say that again. Okay, so number five was the one that died when they were kids. Ben. No, number five is the guy who jumps. Uh, Okay. No, Time. One of the other ones then. There's yeah. one of them that died. Remember, there's the statue yes. to him and everything. Yes. He died when they were kids. That's the one Klaus is seeing uh-huh. throughout the whole show. Right. So Klaus's power is that he can channel him into bringing him back from the dead into reality. Those octopusy powers, <laughs> octopusy powers, <laughs> okay. those are the powers of that guy. Oh. And they do that earlier. They show that that's what his yeah. powers were. They did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I miss. I must have missed They show that. that, and then I think there's some drawings of him with the tentacles out. Okay. So not, I must have missed that. That's Klaus's big power is he's able to bring somebody dead, back. dead yeah. temporarily into the living world. He's basically able to channel them. So it wasn't his powers. Gotcha. It was the other guy's powers. Because I knew he could talk to the dead and bring the dead back. For a short time, I I wasn't aware that that kid had that power. Yeah. Okay. So Which now he'll awesome. be able to bring him back at will, essentially. Uh, yeah. Or anybody for that matter. Which is like a double power for him. Yeah. 
you know, whoever the, he gets the powers of whoever he brings back. So do you see where I was going the last time when I was trying to tell you about how, so they kind of save the world, but yet they didn't because then it like blows up the moon. Right. And the moon's coming like hurtling. I thought that was a really cool scene where you see the moon like, hurtling towards the earth through that. Little, Very cool. That was really cool when they're all standing there and then all of a sudden they look up and they're like, Oh, that's an issue. I kind of thought they were going to end it. I and did too. It was going to be it, but then they definitely leave it open for season two. Cause they jump into the future. Will we get a season two? The past. I Partially. Don't know. I kind of doubt it, but you don't think they'll bring it back for season two. I think it had a very, very good opening season. Did it? I think so. Okay. It seems like I, it was a very expensive show. Um, yeah, they put some money into it, but, but in any case, um, when they kill, when she kills her boyfriend or whatever with the millions of knives. Yeah. That's crazy. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. The last three episodes are really good. I don't know whether or not I can sit here and say that it's worth sitting through the first seven. Right. I, the reason I told you that is because you had already watched seven episodes. Yeah. And I was like, dude, you've got to well, finish the You know what's funny? Now. When I went back to watch it, I watched all of eight, too, except for about the last ten minutes. Oh, no way. Yeah, and then I, I had fallen asleep or something. Yeah. So, no, it, it's good. It's And it's one of those you can't really skip skim through it. you got to no, watch it from the beginning. You do. Because they give you a lot of backstory on each individual character. It, it definitely character makes and... the first seven worth it. But, you know, do what you will. If, you're, if you watch a few of them and you're into the style, yeah, then you'll probably like it. I wouldn't tell anybody just to, like, to go seek it out. Yeah. Uh, like no. if you if you've started it and there's a lot of things to watch. Yeah. There's a lot of other things you could be watching. But I thought it was cool back. and I'm definitely after those I'm in the bag for season 2. Yeah. Hopefully they can keep it moving a little quicker. I understand they had a lot of exposition to cover. So much backstory with all these people that they have to cover. Yeah. Like so much. And I think um you know that that is a big problem with trying to tell a story from a comic book because comic books have like an infinite amount of time to, to talk about this stuff, especially when you're doing single issue continuing story runs, like where you've got a hundred issues and you can have 13 issues, which would be, you know, at 24 pages a piece. That's like a book, right. like a, a novel of story on one or two characters. Right. You know, that's really hard to condense it down into a TV show. I did like that scene when they're in the phone booth. And Space Boy has to relay uh, whatever the girl's name. Oh, yeah. He has to convey what she wants to say to her daughter. Yes, and he starts But it's basically her. also what he wants to say to her. Her, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was good. That is good. That's the only redeeming quality of, the, of Luther, the yeah. big guy, like his acting. Yeah, he's better to the end. That I mean, was... I... I that was the only part that was really that good of him. Yeah. He, they could have done so much better with his character. It really bothers me on what they did with him. They just fell really flat for yeah. me. So there was that, that I finished. I also, um, on your, on your, um, recommendation, I watched the disaster artist. Yeah. I want to know what you thought of this. Okay. So I liked it a lot Uh huh. and it definitely kept my attention throughout. Yeah. And I definitely like was very intrigued and liked the entire movie. Wanted to watch it. I thought um that 
the um, what's their names? The actors? I can't remember. Tommy Wiseau. No, no. no. Oh, uh, James Franco and Dave Franco. I thought they were both really good. I thought Dave Franco particularly was really good. Um, James Franco too. I mean, what struck me on that movie definitely, cause, like I said, it was a good, solid movie. Kept my attention the whole way through. Do I think it's like amazing? No, no, um, I don't think so either. If you miss it, it's totally fine. Yeah, but it's an intriguing story for sure. But what's a standout for that movie for me was like the supporting characters. So it's got a just a cavalcade of famous comedians. Yes, that are like the supporting actors throughout the movie, and they're the best part. Like Paul Shear. Yeah, and and Jeff uh, Seth Rogen are really good in it. Judd Apatow absolutely steals a scene. The whole yeah, he he has like one scene where he's in a a restaurant, and Tommy walks up to him, and it's like the it's, most ridiculous thing that he's like, "What? Why did you let him come by me? Yeah, what was it that the the waitress is like? Oh, I'm sorry, like." What does she say? She says something, and he's like, yeah, no shit. Could have got him away from me like a year ago. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. It, the whole thing is really good, and you do they do a really good job. This super weird, weird character, they really do a good job of making him not seem quite so weird and kind of but humanizing you, him to a little so bit. So do you see what I mean about... I mean, James Franco played this dude to a T. Yeah, no, I mean, he did. How, how do you do that? Yeah. How do you, he literally like transformed himself into this guy, it, this weird ass crazy. dude. And he does, he does a phenomenal job. That's what blew me away. All about the acting him. and it's great. And so, like I say, if, if you're into, I don't know how to say whether or not, I, I just feel like I know most people that I know probably wouldn't care to watch that movie. But if you are into, you know, movies um you probably like it I, I don't know it was a it was a really interesting movie i, I can't say that it was amazing it, but it's interesting I it. because again what i was trying to explain the last time is that this is based off of a movie that's terrible you know it's got a huge cult following but the movie itself is absolutely terrible yeah do, do you have any so do you want to see that movie now no <laughs> Not not really. I kind I mean, of do, but I, guess I, I don't think I'm going to get it. Like, I'm going to get the joke that everybody's in on. I guess I should see it now that I've seen The Disaster Artist, but... He's gone mm, on to do some stuff, too, after that. I don't... Yeah, I don't know like what. Like, he produced a sitcom, or was it in a sitcom, The Neighbors? And there was a couple other things he's done. So, they've both worked, you know, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, Greg Sinestro, I know, has been involved with some things, but... Uh... They have a new movie know. coming out this year, I think. They do? They had a movie recently, within the last couple of years, come out that won some awards. So, I don't know. It's wow. interesting. Um. Anyway, some other things I watched. I started... I watched... I rented the movie Mortal Engines. Mortal Engines. You've not seen that as a newer movie that came out. It was no. a Peter Jackson movie. It was one of his... Newer movies, it's based on, a, I believe, a YA book series. Okay. It's kind of in the in the vein of all these YA book adaptation movies that came out, like Hunger Games and yeah. Maze Runner. Each one keeps getting worse and worse and worse, I think. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm going to tell you, this one looked like it cost everything. Like it cost all the money. Really? Um, 
And like I said, I was excited. I mean, I, I when I saw it originally in theater, like the trailer, I, I, I was not interested. I continued to not be interested. It got really poor, terrible reviews, essentially. But I thought, you know, I'll check it out. Um, it's it's pretty bad. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even make it through the whole movie. I made it about halfway through the movie, fell asleep, and then I rented it. So by the time I was going to finish it the next day, it already expired, and I will not rent it again to watch the second half of the wow. movie. I might I might check it out if it comes out on HBO and finish it. I I would like to see the last half of it. It looks like it was super expensive. So it says, in a post-apocalyptic world where cities ride on wheels and consume each other to survive, two people meet in London and try to stop a conspiracy. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's That's... It looks like it's cool looking. It's very steampunk. Yeah. I'm it... not in the steampunk. It's just not my thing. It's got a 44 meta score. Yeah. it's uh, What's that on Rotten Tomatoes? Um, I don't know. Um, I always go by Rotten Tomatoes six, usually. It's 6.2 out of 10. Well, in any case, on Rotten Tomatoes, it is a 27 oh. with an audience score of 54. Anyway, cool looking movie, um, but I'm not into steampunk, so that kind of mm. loses it for me. Yeah. And the acting is pretty poor, and the story is just not that interesting. And I think we can, you know, I think the YA revolution might be ending. So I had... Uh... I have uh, now. I just remembered. I have two. W- what you are watching because I watched two things so far, and I have one that kind of falls in line with this. Okay, go ahead. I'm done with that one. Um, Cannot recommend that movie. Do not watch it. Yeah. So might be if it's free on Netflix and you have nothing to do on a Sunday afternoon. I will give you a million things to watch instead of that. But if you want to check it out because it is kind of cool looking. And I'm in the bag for post-apocalyptic stuff. I know. I usually am, too. That, but, no, it's not. It's not anything that I was interested in. So I watched uh, a show that was a movie, a Netflix movie that it has huge, like, marketing and promotional stuff called Triple Frontier. Oh, yeah. I wanted to see that. Mm. Ben Affleck. So. Uh, Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Ben Affleck. There's uh Pedro Pascal. Huge uh, cast. Yeah, there's a lot of really big people in this, right? The Pedro way... Pascal is going to be in one of the new Star Wars shows, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Uh, Mandalorian one? Yeah, he is the the Mandalorian. He's uh, Boba Fett, right? Like, I believe so, yeah. Um, anyway, he... Okay, so they had... They all worked together in the in the military before. They were like part of a special forces unit. They did a lot of crazy things for the government. And then they've basically all retired. Oscar Isaac is the only one that is still doing that type of work. Oscar Isaac is Poe Dameron in the uh correct new Star Wars movies, by the way. He uh he's still doing that type of work in Brazil. Been following this like uh uh I don't know. He's like a he's a drug dealer, gun smuggler, what like weapons black market guy in Brazil. He's been following this guy trying to find him for years and years and years. He eventually finds out where he's at in the jungle basically and they need to go to the jungle cuz they're going to take this guy down finally. And he goes back to try to get his buddies to help him. But they aren't just going to take him down and like turn him into the authorities. They're going to take him down and steal all of his money. Okay. 
because they're like, you know what? We've done this for ourselves or we've done this for the government for so long and gotten literally nothing out of it. Um, why don't we like take back what we deserve, like get some money and just be able to retire, you know, and live comfortable lives again and never have to do any of this stuff again. That's what they're going to do. They get their buddies together. That's what they're going to do. It had really good buildup. So the, the, again, like the first act and a half are very good. The I don't, don't spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. The second act is okay. Third act really fell off. There's just so many questions to me as to why these professional like operatives, right? Do the things they do and make the choices they make during this operation and, and on their way back, it just makes very little sense on some of the stuff they do. And it just ruined it for me because it seemed like the choices they make in the movie were only to make the movie look good. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it was like, as if they made this choice to only add more tension to the movie made no literal sense to what they were doing. Yeah. That I hate that. What I, I don't want to say it's like the expendables, but I feel like it's like the expendables for these actors. So is this movie made with the intention of a wide release, not good and then bought and released on Netflix or was it literally made to release on Netflix like bright was okay. No. So I, it was not, it was made to be released in movie theaters. What happened with this movie is that they had so many people, this movie was like written in early two thousands and then, uh, all through, I guess I shouldn't say early two thousands. It was after 2010, but it was like since 2010, they've been trying to make this movie. And they've had so many people sign on and then drop off and sign on and drop off and then rewrites and rewrites and rewrites and then sign on, drop off. (coughs) Will Smith was signed on at one time. Ben Affleck signed on to this movie three different times uh, before he was finalized. Like he signed on, dropped out, signed on, dropped out, and then finally signed on again. Um, They brought in Oscar Isaac because uh, I think... I can't remember. I I can't remember who I read. There was two people that were in the movie guaranteed to be in the movie and then ended up dropping out and they replaced him with Oscar Isaac and somebody else, uh, right at the end. And Charlie Hunnaman, Hunnaman, Charlie Hunnam, Hunnam. Yeah. He's in it. So they brought those two guys in right at the last minute before they started filming. And, you can just kind of tell. It just was a hard put together movie. It seemed like a really good premise, and the story I think could be really good. Uh, it just fell off at the end for me, and it was like so bad that I was just like, I'd rather just go to sleep than watch this, you know. But I did. I trucked it out till the end, and I watched it all, but I didn't want to finish it. So this always seemed like when I saw the trailer for this movie, it's the kind of movie that I would be not interested in it in at all like for me this is just not my kind of movie um i'm just not a big fan of like generic action movies or military-based action movies or drug dealer related movies i'm just it's not my thing yeah but that that's this the cast i saw the cast and i'm like okay i like ben affleck a lot i'm a big fan i'm a huge fan of oscar isaac in everything he does he's amazing in everything um and 
I don't remember the other guys, but everybody else looked cool in it. So I'm like, you know what? I I was kind of getting excited about it. And I've just seen it there. But again, for me, it's not my kind of movie. Um, so I've just never brought myself to watch it yet. I, I didn't even know what it was about. I just knew the cast and had seen like the trailer kept like playing all the time on Netflix and I'd pass by yeah. it. And then, um, last the trailers kind of, um, I didn't even really watch the trailer. I, I did watch the trailer him. and the trailer does seem a little bit, um, obvious. Yeah, it is. It's an obvious movie. Uh, it just, so that's what got me like I just for me generally when I see stuff where it's like guys in flak jackets with and I don't machine think, guns yeah. I'm generally just like meh it's not my thing. I don't think I would have watched it had I not like last Friday I was super sick. I had the flu, I was puking a bunch. I stayed home from work. So that's where I watched all this cuz I was sick last Thursday. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. I well, took the afternoon off and yeah, that's, so that's when I watched all this stuff. And that's what I watched last Friday was that that movie. And um again, it just wasn't it wasn't my thing. So that's that's mine. Go ahead. Okay. Um well I only have two more. Um, really, but one one quickly. I watched um I'm a big fan of Ricky Gervais. Hmm. Big, big fan. Okay. I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, but I really, really like pretty much enjoy everything that he does. I like um, extras a lot. I've never watched it. And then Life's Too Short. I really like that a lot. And then some of his movies that he's been in um, that he's written and made, um, I've really enjoyed. So I, I generally like him a lot. I like his comedy. So anyway, I'm, I had nothing to do one night. I watched his stand-up special. He hasn't had a stand-up special in seven years. Yeah, I just saw that he had one. So he came out with a stand-up special, and uh, it was good. I liked it. It wasn't uh, it wasn't anything amazing. He's a, he's a shock comic, so he like... He's kind of off-putting to me sometimes. Yeah, his, his comedy special was okay, but since I had watched that, it brought up this new show that he has out that oh. he, he wrote and directed, and it's a Netflix release. And it's called Afterlife. Afterlife. Okay. Two words, though. Um, so I'm like, you know what? I like, I like, I've always liked Ricky Gervais's <laughs> writing and shows more than his stand up. So I'm like, you know, I'll check it out. So it's like, it's not very many episodes. It's like maybe eight episodes. I don't even think it's that many. Is I think it it's a, six. So is it a BBC show then that was put on Netflix? Well, it was, it's not, I don't think so. Okay. But it was definitely. Made in the BBC format. Yeah, because that's, that's what I was going to say. A lot of the times the BBC shows are only, you know, six or eight episodes and, and then I think they just put them on Netflix. I think this is six episodes. It's on Netflix. I don't think it was originally a BBC release. I think it was a, it's a Netflix original. Okay. Um, and they're only half hour episodes. So it's a very low, oh, it's low commitment. Very sh- short. Yeah. Um, boy, it's really good. Really? It's very, very good. Very, very powerful. Very emotional. So it's it's not a comedy. It is in classic Ricky Gervais kind of fashion. It is it is a drama with plenty of comedy interlaced. Dramedy. It's a dramedy. Okay. More heavy on the drama than the comedy. Okay. But so. it is funny. At many times, it's I, I would say I thought it was very funny. There, you know, there are times at night, and I'm I'm watching this show. At 11 o'clock at midnight at night. You know, that's when I watch stuff. That late? Jeez. Yeah. And there were many times when I laughed out loud sitting in bed watching it. 
Really? And then there were times when you're tearing up. You know, okay. it's it's heavy, man. Do you, so you buy, I mean, you buy into it then. I mean, you definitely. Okay. I'll give you the premise. So it is basically the show is Ricky Gervais is um, in a small town. He, he works for a small local newspaper as a writer. Um, and it picks up, the show picks up right after his wife passed away. And kind of the theme of the show going throughout every episode is him watching basically from the hospital she recorded on her laptop like her last confessional to him or like what she wants him to do with the rest of his life and oh. and so they'll play like a clip of that and then it'll go out in his his, his life so anyway she dies she's he's they're very very close she's the love of his life yeah um you can tell they have like the best relationship in the world and it's just this horrendous thing she dies of cancer Gosh. and it's just very heavy and he decides, I'm going to kill myself. There's no reason for me to live. Oh. So he's, you know, getting ready to kill himself. And they have a dog. And he sees the dog. And he's like, well, who's going to take care of the dog? So basically, he doesn't <laughs> kill himself. Yeah. But he, after that, he resigns his fact. To, to He's like, well, it's kind of like a superpower that I have now. I can do whatever I want. I'm going to say whatever I want. I'm going to live my life however I want. Because I always have suicide to fall back on. Wow. And so he just became comes pretty much like a terrible person. Yeah, he does whatever and he wants. just does whatever he wants and he calls people out and he not like he's not doing like horrible things but he's just like not caring, not giving a shit at all. Right. He's he's doing what like everybody wants to do in normal day life. Right. And the things that you hold back on. And he's, he's miserable though. I mean, he's miserable and constant theme of this is like about him wanting to commit suicide and blah blah blah. But it's funny also, so that makes it sound... But it is very, very heavy. And you go throughout this, and, and you know, it has a very happy ending, I will well, that's say. that's good. Like, um, I'm not going to give it away, but... His it, wife comes back to life. Yeah. yeah yep. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> um, I just thought it was a really good, powerful, um, emotional movie that really gets you, like invested in like what this would be like and yeah. what, what he was feeling. And I thought it was incredible, man. I thought it was really amazing that it got made. And I thought it was really cool that somebody in this day and age would ma- take the time to make something like this and put it out. So he's the creator of the show. Yeah, he wrote, directed okay. everything creator. He probably owns it, you know, well, I'm sure he does. And for six episodes at a half an hour apiece. You know, it's not a, you know, it's not a feel good movie, although at times it can, but I really, really liked it. And if you, you know, don't let it scare you away that it's like super sad because it is. It does. It, yeah, it does seem like it would be like really. It is. It's sad. It's heavy at times and it's, but it's also very funny and it's very hopeful at times. I thought it was really good. It's definitely worth watching. I thought. Hmm. Okay, good. Check it out. I can. I recommend that. That's my last. What you're watching? I have uh, another one, and it is it, this. This came out in 2016, and when I had seen that it was coming out, it was a. I believe it's an ABC show. I don't normally watch a lot of network television stuff, um, but I always wanted to watch this, and I never did. And now it's finally on Netflix, and it's called Designated Survivor. 
oh, with yeah. Kiefer Sutherland. I saw that always. I uh, just never seemed like something. So that it was caught my attention in. because of the the premise right off the bat, and it reminds me of a West Wing show. Yeah, like it's very West Wingy. I if you go back in our episodes, Chris, we did an episode called Snarf's Top uh, TV Shows. Yeah, top right? ten, top TV ten shows. TV shows. Uh, you'll know where West Wing ranks if you go back and listen to that episode. Yeah, for me. Um. Anyway, it's it's something I enjoy. This show, it, so designated survivor. It says that when there is a state of a state of the union address by the president and all of Congress and everybody in the House and Senate, everybody's there watching the state of the union address. There is one congressman, cabinet member that is considered the designated survivor. So they keep them in an undisclosed location. One person kept away from whatever's going on and nobody knows where he's at except for his security detail and him or her. Um, and it they do that just in case there was a massive attack on the, the government it, and whatnot. Well, there is this one night. They bomb the Capitol building. Everyone dies. The only person left in our government is that one cabinet member, and he happens to be in charge of, it's something like uh, housing and development or something like that. Right. And the day that he, um, the, the, this is just the pilot episode, so obviously there's way more than There's like that a happens. billion episodes of that show. There's it was t- a really popular show. Yeah, there's, t- well, there's only two seasons. And then really? it was canceled. Yeah, so... Oh, I thought that show went on for a while. It's 24 episodes a season, though. 24? Really? Yeah, Jack Bauer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of funny. I do like Kiefer Sutherland a lot. I think he's... I like Kiefer. I mean, I'm, I, I like him. I he's a good in, actor. I've never... I didn't watch 24. I didn't either. But I've seen him in movies, and he's good. Um, But... Uh, I like yeah, Donald sort of, Sutherland. He... There's 24 episodes, so there was 40, I think there was like 48, 45, somewhere around there. And you uh, total watched episodes. all of them. No, I have only seen seven episodes okay. so far, and I really enjoy it. Uh, but what happened is they canceled it after the, the second season. It was off for a little while. Netflix has picked it up. Oh, okay. And they're remaking it, and they're doing at least 10 episodes for season three. So they're going to wrap the story up. Um, yeah, I think that's probably all they're going to do. But they, they are going to make a season three um, it's it's in the works now. I think it's coming out this year. Um, but I need to. I'm gonna watch all of that. I'll probably binge it. It'll probably be like the only thing I watch for a little while, which is not uh, a bad thing for me because I'm taking it back to our roots, Chris. Yeah, I am to the roots. I'm reading comic books again. Rooted up as of today. Well, it was actually a couple days ago. I started reading. Rudy Tootie, fresh and fruity. Yeah, I started reading like crazy. I finished all of Lazarus finally. Oh, I need to get on that track. I, I just dug up a bunch of old Lazarus. I was um I was organizing my comic book collection mm-hmm. and I just like found a bunch of trades that I had sitting somewhere and I'd read them all, but I need to like I'm not even halfway through the story probably. So it, it's there's only twenty eight issues total. Oh. Is that uh, it? Yeah. Okay, maybe that I have read most of it. Then. There's there's 28 issues. It ends on number 28. Because I've read three trades, so that's probably 15 issues or so. Oh, yeah. yeah I okay. think so. Uh, at least. But it's really good. I, I liked it a lot. 
The reason I finished it up is because there was a new digital. Uh huh. All okay. digital. Um, there's a new one coming out, or I think it came out today actually, called Lazarus Risen. And I think it's a continuation of the story or an offshoot of the story, uh, but it's obviously tied in. It's still by Greg Rucka. Yeah, Greg um, Rucka, guys. So good. Big time. I think this was, if you go back to our top five comics for new readers. Yeah, it's you in might, that. We might talk about Lazarus a little bit. Yeah, I might be in that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I finished that up. But I also, today, I uh, I posted a picture on snarf comics of this did you notice i saw that yeah so today's new comic book day wednesday yeah right uh spider-man life story number one the 60s really it's uh it's a new it's a mini series six issue mini series that chip zadarsky is doing I'm really big into Chip Zdarsky right now because he also did another comic book that came, another one came out today, which is Daredevil No Fear, K-N-O-W, No Fear. The second issue came out. Or the second issue came out last month. The third issue comes out the 27th, so next Wednesday. Um, that's a, It's awesome. I love that. The uh, Obviously, there's only two issues out, but so far it's really good of the Daredevil. Daredevil fights Scarecrow. Um. Uh, no, no. Uh, Kingpin is the um, mayor of yeah, yeah. New York. Anyway, Spider-Man life story. So what this is, is that it's following. So Spider-Man started in 1962 or 1964. Something like that. When he got bit on the hand. Like that's when it all started, right? So what they're doing is like since Spider-Man's been a thing now for 57 years or something like that. Yeah, so it was 62. So 57 years, Spider-Man's been a thing. They're just following him through his life. They're acting as if he is 57 years into his Spider-Man life. So he's in the 60s? Well, they're starting, they're they're going by each generation or each uh, decade. Okay. So it's, it's Spider-Man life story. And the first one, the first issue, the 60s. The sounds, next issue will be amazing. the 70s, 80s, 90s, and they're going to continue on that way. I'm very interested in this. Did you read it? I read the first issue, which came out today. I read that today. Awesome. And you're not a big Spider-Man guy. I'm not, but this one caught my eye as soon as I saw it. The cover, It's like a Todd McFarlane cover, doesn't it? It's so simple, and it, it's not. Uh, Chip Zdarsky did the cover. Yeah. He's doing all the covers. He, he also wrote it all. And then uh, wh- who was it? Um, Mark Bagley. Okay. Yeah, um, I've heard of him. He did all the art. But so as soon as I opened up this book today, I read it at work, and uh as soon as I opened up this book today, that is the second page that I took a screenshot of the second page of Spider-Man swinging through the town in the, in the sixties, like the sixties style, dude, he just caught my eye. And I was like, there is, there really is nothing better than a really good Spider-Man swinging like mid swing. It's one of the best comic images that exists. That's what I was going to say. It's like the iconic, comic book image is spider-man i don't care about i'm all about batman right you can have batman you can have superman superman's like an iconic image but i really don't think 
there's a better image or something more eye-catching than Spider-Man swinging in between buildings or above the buildings or on the trees, you know, what, whatever, like him swinging with his hands out in his pose. It, you just can't beat it, no. especially when it's drawn so perfectly. And this one page just really caught my eye. I knew, uh, I knew Mark Bagley stuck out to me because he was one of the creators of carnage. Oh, okay. I was not aware yeah, of that. He, he's drawn a lot of venom and then maximum carnage that saga. He, he did that just, He's done a lot of Spider-Man, but I also remember he had a great run, I believe, on Thunderbolts, I think. Okay. Which I, I, I was a huge fan of that familiar book. with him. Um, I didn't look into his work prior to me talking about him. Did, he did Fantastic Four with Matt Fraction. Um, him and Mark Wade did the Hulk series in 2014, so he's done a ton of stuff. Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue on with this series, and I'll probably talk about it every month now. Uh, I wonder when the new I, issue comes out because it just I, I pre-ordered all of it already so nice um, it's I'll just, have to check that one out because I love Spider-Man I know you do and this and uh, I love Spider-Man comics and I feel like the reason why you don't is because you haven't read enough of them I agree because it, it I, as I, far as comic books go it's one of the best comic book characters superhero characters um, I can't argue that books. and I won't argue that he's just it was never catching to me because it was too wholesome that's what i felt like i know that there are other there are storylines yeah. out there that are not even close to what i'm talking about jerry the prowler is a, he's a dark man <laughs> he's a, jerry the prowler jerry man. the prowler is a deep dark man I am a just, dark he's into person. the depths of human suffering right i just need to suffer with everyone yeah that's what i am that's who i am you know suffrage a suffragette. Suffragette city. Uh, so, again, I'm going to follow that. Cover. It really did catch my eye, though, because of how simple the cover is. Yeah, it's a really um, cool cover. I like simple covers. I don't like the busy stuff. I mean, there's artwork out there that's really good that might have a lot of things going on. But those covers that are just so simple, mm, they're hiding a good story behind them. You would like, there's a bunch of covers from last year marvel did a bunch like all when stanley died they did all their covers they were just like black yeah but then like an image and it said stanley and then it dates birth to death and then there was no advertisements on the back it was just all black cover with a yep image on the front i did see those those are really cool covers you'd like those uh all right so the other thing that i so i bought a bunch of batman and uh it was I haven't read Tom King's run of Batman. So, and I talked about this a while ago because I started back up reading that. I don't you, know if you remember, but I was talking about that. The it, the rebirth? Yeah. Rebirth. Oh, okay. I haven't read any of it. Yeah. And, I uh, read like the first six issues of Rebirth, I think. Okay. Well, I bought, uh, let's see, what did I buy? Volumes one and two. So yeah. So I read one and two, I think. Volumes one and yeah, two? Yeah, I think so. Oh, that's 32 issues worth of. Yeah, no. I read volume one then. There's 15 issues in volume. I read volume one. Oh, okay. So yeah, there's, it's 32 issues in two annuals. Um, so there's, you know, that's a lot of reading like the They're pretty quick reads. The second one is 468 pages. Yeah, but they're pretty quick. There's not a lot of, um, there's not a lot of, um, Batman doesn't talk much. Yeah. They're quick. They're quick. They're good. Yeah. That's what I hear. You haven't read any of them yet. I have read none, none of it. Okay. No. So, 
the yeah, reason I it caught my eye. Talk, remember we talking about it because remember when I said he was riding the jet down? Yes. I do. No, like, I remember. Is this a good death. Now that you say that you read it, I do absolutely remember that. Um, issue, it, it caught my eye because issue number 67 came out today. And I was like, ooh, it caught my eye. And I was like, ooh, There's I'd really no like to read it. no way it's on 67 yet. Yes, absolutely. It came out 2016. Wow. I'm way behind. Yeah, um, me too. That's why I saw that and I was like, ooh. I really I need to start reading this. So I bought the first two volumes and I think there's four four volumes out um right now and then it's single issue after that. Um but yeah, 67 came out today so I was like, "Ooh, I need to I need to get on that. Looks really good." And because in the second volume is when the whole Batman Catwoman thing happens cuz you're familiar with him and Catwoman being married? No. They get married at some point spoilers and then the whole like batman penis thing happens nope. in that you know about that we talked about it on the podcast okay, yeah i think i remember that it was a whole big deal and dc then had to take it back and reprint the that's issue right. you got more um no so that's I, I, all i wanted to say is i'm bringing it back to comic because we might I'm reading again you're gonna start reading again because i'm forcing you into it well we have a i have a brand new comic book segment Jerry. And now yeah now we're gonna segue to a brand new segment and what it, we're going to call it, what's in the box? <laughs> what's in the, I was going to call in it the box? bagged and boarded. Oh, all right. We could do that, too. But I kind of like what's in the box. <laughs> what's in the box? What? What's in the box? I was going for more of a seven uh, <laughs> yeah. type what's in the box thing. So I recently was cleaning out. It's a head. It is. Yeah. It's a severed, Spoilers. Severed head. In a lantern. No, that's another comic book uh, cover that I really like because it's so simple. Yes. That's coming out soon. That doesn't come out till May, though. Capullo! Capullo! My man, Gabagoo! So I was cleaning out. I have uh, a pretty extensive comic book collection. <laughs> Turns out. Jerry. Yeah. You it's do. a little out of control. I'm really jealous of it's it. It's taking over an entire room of my house. That's awesome. I need to stop it. It's bad. No, continue because this is your this is your livelihood now. <laughs> but um, I was cleaning out a room and I was just doing some organizing. Okay, and I found tucked away into a corner, really, like a big stack of the shipping of comic books still in the shipping boxes. Just boxes, like just like tape, cardboard up boxes full of comic. Every month, I get a box of comic books. <laughs> okay, I have subscriptions. <laughs> yeah. To comic books uh-huh. from G Mart Comics. Yep, down Champagne, in Champagne, Illinois. Champagne, yeah, Champagne. And so, you know, I'm kind of behind on them. Uh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Um, I collect them, and usually when I get my, you know, my box of the month or whatever, I, I, I you, wait usually two or three months. I queue them up, and then I'll open them and I'll bag and board it? them. Yeah, with the intention that I'll go back and read them. Sure. Most of the time that doesn't happen, and then I ended up and I end up usually just buying the trade paperbacks <laughs> and reading them. So I double buy them a lot of times, but I can't seem to give it up because you get a huge discount on comics when you when you subscribe to them. You do, so they're like way cheaper. Cover prices on comics are expensive, man. Yeah, so I I was looking on Comicsology today, and I'm I'm still glad I have that unlimited. You do get a discount. You get twenty percent discount. Yeah, twenty two percent discount or something, something stupid like that. Like that. So anyway, so anyway, I'm cleaning up a room, and in the corner I have a stack of 
like boxes of comics that I have not for, for some reason I must have been busy. It was in the spring or the fall, and I was just getting them and I was just throwing you them just somewhere. Never and then some way them. they got tucked away in the back and never <laughs> even got open. So I figured we'd do a little segment I like to call What's in the Box? What's in the Box? And we're going to see what's in the box. So right. I brought one box today, and we're going to open it up live on air. Here it comes. Oh, here's the box. It's already open, actually. Yeah, here it is. But I have not looked inside. All right. All right. So how many issues are in a box usually? Uh, it depends. depends on your subscription <laughs> for the month. Depends how old these are. Okay. <laughs> could because be 30, could be two. These, these box could be from years ago, or it could be from last month. I don't know. These were tucked away in a hidden corner okay. that hasn't been mo- touched in my house for years. That's exciting. So I'm guessing these might be kind of old. So what's in the box, Jerry? I don't know. First one we got here. These are from, let's see if we can find a date here. Okay. What is this, Jerry? Uh, Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Ooh, that's a special one because it's got all, like five doctors on the front. This is actually a free comic book day comic so i must very nice must have came free now i do and did subscribe this is from 2016 jerry june of 2016 (laughs) a three-year-old box three-year-old box we got here this cover of this doctor who book has four doctors on it has uh let's see number 9 10 11 and 12 Eccleston 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 David, David Tennant. Tennant Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi So yeah so we got a uh, Doctor Who here so I did uh for years collect Doctor Who Yeah I I have never I've never been a Doctor Who comic book reader Yeah I've read a, I read a, quite a bit of it um I haven't been collecting it now for a couple of years Well about 3 I think <laughs> about 3 So I did cancel my subscription to Doctor Who at some point yeah. I don't know why. Okay. I was I I've done some major purges. That's good. Over the years. Um what do we got here, Jerry? Mm, I don't know. Let's see. The Walking Dead. Oh, The Walking Dead. Issue 154 led to slaughter. And they're probably on issue like 279 now. I'm not sure. <laughs> um there's three, two in here. 3 years ago. Ooh. What do we got here, Jerry? The Amazing Spider-Man. Dan Slott. Oh, it was in the same bag as the yep. well, Walking Dead? Yeah, sometimes they put them together. This is uh, the Dan epi- Slott run. The Amazing Spider-Man 12. That's so, the one. Spider-Man no. teams up with the all-new, all-different Avengers for the first time. That was the... Spe- Mary Jane is back. Spectacular but with Tony Spider-Man. Stark? Question mark. Ooh, going to have to check that one out. No, you're thinking of the Superior Spider-Man. Superior Spider-Man. Great that was a run. Dan Slott. Yes, it was. He He's written so much. The Spider-Man, by the way, is like one of the only comics, and I don't know if it still is, but it was a bi-monthly, so it come up two issues a month. Oh, that's Batman has like nine. So now here, I'm just talking of the straight up Amazing Spider-Man. There was two issues a month. Oh, um, here's one that I no longer collect, Jerry, but I was for a while just because I loved the art. Okay, let me DC see. DC Comics Bombshells. Bombshells. I never read any of that. That got really good reviews. Yeah. I know people liked that this a lot. By Bennett. Um, this was a book. I think it's still running, but it was basically a all-DC female superhero book. Who who wrote that? Uh, this one's Bennett, but I don't know who has been on it. I always collected this because the art is amazing. They kind of went the for art that, is very good. Went, up, went for that pinup style art, 
art style on Bombshell's book, which I always just thought was super cool. Here's one that you'll enjoy. Batman. Oh, look at that Batman cover. Um, I have that book. 52. Yep. Um, Tiny. Oh, wait. No, I don't have that book. Tinyan 4. The 4th, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, Tin- Tinian. We're we're uh, we follow him on Twitter and Instagram. Okay, I should know more about it then. Um, yeah, so we got that. Ooh, here's one for you, Jerry. Swamp Thing number five. Ooh, look at that. So I still collect Batman. I don't think I collect DC bombshells. I definitely still collect Swamp Thing. This look is a that. pretty awesome cover. Len Wein. Rest in peace, Len. Len Wein, who's passed away since. That might be worth some money. And here we go with uh, Deadpool number 11. That's a cool look. Look at cover. that. Yeah, that is a very is that cool Sabretooth cover. that Sabretooth on his keychain? I can't see him. Sabretooth's severed head on oh, his Oh, yeah, keychain. it is Sabretooth's severed head. Good. Get rid of that guy. Good He's mean. Duggan. Here's what I hate about missing out on this. These all, the Marvel ones come with the digital edition that downloads right to your... Uh, and you could have had that. I could have had it, but they, they expire. Oh, they do? Six months, they expire. But that's only on Marvel's uh, digital app, right? Uh, Yeah, but um, you can link it to your Comixology. Oh, you can. Well, Well, here we go. I can't believe I haven't read this. Civil War II. Brian Michael Bendis. Oh, wow. Issue Zero. That's that's it right there. This and look the at first Civil War. And look at the lady on the front. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel right on the front there. Iron Man. Carol Danvers. Look at her. In all, all right. her Mohawk glory. We got a number one here. Deadpool, Last Days of Magic, number one. A cover with Doctor Strange. Nice. Deadpool. Duggan again. That's a good that's a good cover. A number one. Here we we got one that you'll like, Jerry. Old Man Logan. Oh my jam. Number six. I read all that. Yeah. That's a good book. Lemire. You need to. So Jeff Lemire, that is uh, Jason Inman's favorite writer. Yeah, and I, he's good. He's the reason he's good is because he's good. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Here's another one. Another Doctor Who. It is Matt Smith cover. This is an actual, not a free one. This is one I would have paid for. Number nine. This is the Eleventh Doctor Adventures Year Two. Matt Smith canceled the uh, C2E2. Oh no, he's not going to be there. Jerry, I got so many more. I don't know if you guys are interested in this, but I'm going to keep going. We're going to keep going. This is this is going to give you guys a little insight on the amount of books Chris gets monthly. DC Bombshells number thirteen, right that's there. A, so that's two a month for that one. Um, I guess I don't know. Star Wars number nineteen. Ooh, that, kind of a cool cover there. I was collecting that for a while and then stopped it. And here you go, the Charles Soul. Charles Soul. Daredevil, Ooh, number Daredevil. seven. So, right I this it, must be two months worth of comic books. It has to because be. Because I got another Deadpool here. Number 12. Why would they send you two months in one box? Sometimes they do that. I don't know why. I don't know why they would do that either because you buy it monthly, okay. right? I, I don't know what's going on with this month, but <laughs> I got another DC Bombshells. Was this was this open before you brought it here? Yes. So you probably just stashed some books in this in this one. Uh, DC, the enemy laughs when you loaf. DC bombshells with the Harley Quinn on the front. One fifty five, Walking Dead. Oh, another Walking Dead. That's a good cover. That is a cool cover. 
Um, yep. Here we got Civil War number two. Issue... Issue one. Oh, issue one. What did... Is that the same one you already had out? Nope, that was issue zero. Oh, okay. This one has uh, Iron Man going toe-to-toe with Captain Marvel. Brian Michael Bendis, the man. We got an amazing Spider-Man number 13. Wow. We got another Deadpool. Number 13. Chris, this is amazing. A four-issue crossover in one pack. Look how thick this book is. It is huge. That has got to be 100 pages for a single issue. That's a deluxe. And we got Old Man Logan number seven. So nice. yeah, this That's is a good one too. definitely two months. I do have all of those. That's it. That's what's in the box, Jerry. Wow. That's incredible. Those old so have you read all of this those old man logans? Nope. Oh my gosh, Chris. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. You need to learn how to read. I gotta get back and these are two thousand sixteen books. Come on, Chris. What are you doing? Yeah, come on, Christopher. So these will be you act bagged like you have other things you need to do. These will be bagged and boarded. Um, but I think that's this is a thing we need to get back into, is uh, reading comics. Even if it's just like one. Yeah. You can read one comic in a week, right? I mean, definitely. Yeah, because I read... Because it takes like 10 minutes. I read like eight books today. <laughs> yeah, it's not hard. So, it, it's so fun. Because I haven't done it in a while, and, and I get on these... You do too, obviously, and everybody does. You get on these like sprees where you just don't want to read anymore. It's like kind of work. Um, it, it's easy to go home and just sit on the couch and let the TV tell you things. Yeah, you know, to physically read something takes a little bit of mental energy and awareness. You know, you can't fall asleep to reading. Right. Even though I do, I do do that. I, I literally will fall asleep reading a book. But uh, like a novel, I will do that too. Comic books are different because you're you're reading words, but you're also like reading the art. You know what I mean? Like you're looking at the picture and putting the story together in your head. So it's a little more interactive, I feel like, to your brain. Um, and I, I really love it. And today, it like hit me like I need to I need to get back into this. Where did you do all this reading today? Oh, at work. Because I got a lot of my, like, the main work I had to do, I did it right in the beginning. Um, right right early in the beginning of work. And it was raining a lot. And I, there was not much to do outside because it was raining. I wasn't going to go stand out in the rain. And I didn't make anybody else. So I did that. Let's keep that on the download, though. Yeah. Maybe don't put that out into the universe. Right. And anybody that works with me, don't listen to this episode. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't care. Comic books are for everyone, and I think everyone... I won't yell at anybody at work if you're reading a comic book. Fair enough. How about that? Sounds like a plan. Yeah. So, um, anyway, yeah, I get into these like tangents where I don't read for a long time, and then all of a sudden I see... Because they there are so many books that come out every week. Like, hundreds and hundreds of books that I come know. out every it's, week. It's so difficult. It's so hard to keep up with all this stuff. And when I when I see books like this where you have Old Man Logan just sitting there, never read, never looked at, never opened. Crisp. It like Jerry. hurts my soul that you haven't looked at that How yet. How much money does M&M's spend on comic book advertising? Because I feel oh. like they're in the back cover of every comic book. Yeah. Ooh, uh, speaking of covers, so Justice League, uh, the oh, Scott man, Snyder. The art in this Old Man Logan. Is incredible, is isn't it? incredible. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Amazing. So Scott Snyder has a run of Justice League, and an issue came out uh, where they have three different covers, but it's it, it ties together. So the same issue has three different covers that they put out. It's not like variant covers. It's this, it's this issue, but you like almost have to buy all three issues to put the covers together to make one big scene. Oh, that's cool. It is really neat because Scott Snyder put it up on Twitter. Good old comic book gimmick covers. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> I think it's awesome. It's just, just make you got to buy all three. Exactly. And it, and there was a guy that posted a picture of it, and he's like, are you really even a comic book lover if you don't buy all three issues? <laughs> and he's right. You should probably if you're going to do it. Because, like, today, like those, uh, I was looking at the Lazarus books. I already have all of them, but I was looking at some of them, what they cost. A dollar twenty-nine. Right. A buck twenty-nine. So, you love Lazarus, right? You got them digital? Do you have any the, of the book traits? I do have, uh, I have single issues up to, like, 15 or, uh, it's double digit that I have single issue, but I ended up stopping See, don't you, it. like me, don't, you must not be like me. When, when I find... Like a run of comic books, I, I love them. I like have to own them. The single issues. Uh, like you yeah. don't know how long I've been trying to collect Saga of Swamp Thing. Oh, gosh, it's so it's hard, so hard to do. Yeah, that's that's a lot of books and, and it, expensive books. Right, some that's of them. The thing. Some of them some aren't of them... expensive at all. But no, but some most of, them of that are. entire run are pretty pricey just because. Um, but like, you know, like the Deadshot. Four series, yeah, four book miniseries from the nineties. I like had to have that. You know, there's just a lot, like a lot of Daredevil. Unfortunately, I've to me the the miniseries and the the shorter runs are are books that I want to have single issue. But like the the long runs, yeah, like yeah. the Batman, the Tom King Batman run that is on issue number sixty seven. I don't know. Like, do I want to buy sixty-seven individual issues and then buy the volu- the the trade paperbacks too? And no, no, I don't. And that's new. But like, would you go back and buy the Court of Owls run? I single would. issues. I would. You know what I mean? I would do that. You're I exactly believe right. I have all. Of them. I do. I that is a. I have all of them up to when they started. I can't remember what it was called when they started with. Uh, um, Commissioner Gordon ended up being Batman in that like metal or something in that like metal suit. And that's when I, I had that issue and I was like, eh, don't want this anymore. And I stopped it right away. Well, and that's fine. But I do have every issue of court of owls, city of owls, death of the family. Well, I'll say I don't collect nearly this much anymore. I think now mostly I'm getting, I always get daredevil and Deadpool. So you you are, so then you probably are getting that, daredevil no fear oh, for sure yeah it's the the covers of those you know really what actually cool it was just I, I don't know where daredevil is now in numbering one oh, okay i just bought bagged and boarded that the other day the one uh let me pull up the no it, it is that one you posted on instagram yeah i okay. just bagged that the other day yeah it started over again with uh chip zadarsky yeah so at number one and like two actually i was gonna post it when i was doing it to instagram and i two I and then uh, like i said number three comes out next week yeah so and i'll probably post something about that but it's kind of cool that i went f- back and found these because my big problem right now with my comics is they're not in alphabetical order oh so i need to go through and do that yeah because generally a box gets full and then i start a new box and then stuff gets all 
discombobulated. So if you get this thing, if you get these sorted out, we're, we could potentially be people that go to these cons with long boxes and try to sell things and have these huge boards put up of all your comics well, and these boxes and stuff. You know, you don't realize order. how many freaking comic books fit in a long box. Oh, there's so many that can fit in like one of those giant ones. So I probably have like six long boxes. You know, I have like a lot of comics and it really puts it in perspective when you see these guys at these shows With that have a hundred of them. Yeah, a hundred long boxes and a big stand behind them of the collectible, hey, the real collectible ones. What are we gonna buy? What are we searching out? What's our What's our goal here? One hundred percent, I'm getting the the swamp thing because there will be so much more at this show oh, than I know. the last one. So the swamp thing number seven. Yeah. With Batman on the cover, the first Batman. The, cover. Yes, that one. It's going to be If mine. we can find it. Yeah, if we find it. I'm just saying, don't let me not buy it. Yeah, what was the last one you didn't buy? That, that one. That one. That that book. And it's haunted me ever since. And I've seen it. I've looked at it on eBay uh, like 37 times, and I never bought it because I knew we were going to C2E2, and I was like, I'm going to buy it at a con. It might cost me more money, but I just... Uh, you can buy it right here for $9.60 used. Yeah, but probably in it, bad quality. That's what I was gonna say. Is it near near mint? Very fine near mint. Because yeah. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get both of those. Well, you got to keep in mind it's worth about thirty bucks to have it be graded. Already. I know. I don't. I'm not. I'm not collecting that to be. Oh, I um, forgot about grading. I need to get all my daredevils graded. Are you gonna bring them? I think so. Because they'll be there. You know. Yeah, I know. I, I gotta know. look that up. I feel like at this point now I haven't got my ducks in a row for that, so maybe I'll just wait till wizard you got all day tomorrow yeah i'm really busy tomorrow so. no just ignore all obligation <laughs> this is your life chris we're probably gonna have to close your businesses well okay <laughs> uh so we're gonna wrap up here pretty quick but before we do we're gonna talk about the under two hours jerry yeah we're gonna talk about real quick what we're doing next episode we're gonna oh prom- yeah, we're gonna promote this. Um, Probably should have done this at the beginning. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Either way, you guys stick around for the whole two hours. I know everyone does. Um, we're also gonna post on social media this what we're doing too, because I want you guys to follow along. I want you guys to also do your brackets. So we're gonna have a little bit of March Madness. It is gonna be like a March Madness bracket that Chris found. Actually, my niece, Maggie, sent it to me. Really? Yeah. Thanks, Maggie. And her and her husband were doing it, and they sent it to me, and they're like, you need to do this on the podcast, and I agree. Yes, 100% agree. So do you want to explain what it is? Yeah, so we're doing a March Madness bracket, but it is, and I need to pull it up here, it is uh, basically a bracket for... Science fiction. Yes, like sci-fi slash comic slash... Or it says it says fantasy slash science fiction movies. Is that what it is? Yeah. So it is a bracket, and let me just pull it up exactly. There's, it's just like it's a March Madness bracket. Yeah, it's just like March Madness bracket. What's the best sci-fi fantasy film of the last ten years? That's a that's the sticking point of okay. the last ten years only. It's already pre-filled out. Yep, and, and they're so all you got to do. All you got to do is make your choices, and they're ranked within each. Uh, oh, they it's almost are like ranked. conferences. I didn't notice that. There's like a there's there's a, a top left, top right, bottom left, bottom right, and they're ranked through fifteen in each one. So there's so sixty there's movies total. Yep. 
And um, basically, you go through and just do your matchups, and you'll end up, you know, with your final four, your final two, the championship. So I think what we're going to do is a two-episode thing where we'll rank everybody and probably get to, what, like a semifinal? Yeah. And then the second... We'll get to, uh, like, Sweet 16. Yeah, and then the second uh, episode, or the next episode after that, we'll do uh, our final... Or we could do each bracket as an episode, because it'll just be a segment. Yeah, it'll be a segment, I guess. Uh, yeah, okay, and and we'll do ours individually, right? Or is it going to be? We'll do them individually, because I don't see how we could do that together. Because yeah. we're going to have and, different and opinions. And keep in mind, I think this maybe is a couple years old because there's stuff in that's not in here. Yeah, like Infinity Wars not in here. Yeah, that's fine. But whatever. So it's take a- it with a grain of salt. And we're also just going to take with their assumptions on their rankings. Some of them are dumb, and you got to understand too. What might be the best movie might be in a bracket that's against something else, you know. So like, yeah, it it isn't gonna necessarily be like, oh, the best movie is what we all expected it to be. No, because it's it's set up like a March Madness bracket, so stuff can get eliminated early, right? And it's I, got I stiff was competition. Man, I was looking at some of these, and it really bugged the crap out of me that they have to go against each other. Yeah, but it is what it is. This is the way the bracket's set up, and this is the way we're gonna rank it. So you. People are going to, we're going to put it out there. You're going to fill out your bracket and send it to us. Yeah. How do you win like a March Madness bracket? You win. Do they have to match our brackets or? I mean, well. We're the official. You win by getting it right. We don't have. What's right though. Exactly. We don't have what's right. So I don't know. I guess whoever gets closest to us. But we're doing two different brackets. Well, mine will probably be better. We know that because I'm just more definitive on things. I think ours will be similar. <laughs> I think they will too. Oh, man, I, I'm excited to do this. I wish we would have done it this I, week. I know. I'm really excited to do it as well because I'm really interested to see as to how I, I who I have come out on top. Yeah, it'll be really neat to see because it'll it'll probably go against. I bet you it'll go against how we've ranked these movies in our top twenty definitely Marvel movies and movies of all time. Like no doubt, it'll be crazy to see. Yeah. Maybe this will be the definitive best movie if we both have it. I think we'll have the same movie. You think we'll have the same one as uh, as the champion? I'm 100% sure. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You're I'm on... 100% sure. <laughs> okay. It's on record. Yeah. that's This is on record of you saying. So we'll figure out the scoring system. We'll probably do like one point for the early matchups, and then we'll do like more. I'll have to go back and look exactly how they do that with March Madness brackets. Okay. And we'll, well figure that March, out. No, March Madness is like... If you pick the right team that won, you get a, you get points for that. There's no way we can do that. Yeah, but that's not how they do March Madness brackets. You get points at like every level for, and then you calculate like a total point score. Well, I know, but if you are if you lose that that bracket, like if you don't pick the winner, you don't get points. Yeah, but what if there's five different people with the same winner? They got to differentiate somehow who won. It all goes, nobody has the same bracket. So at some point, someone's not going to have the same winner. Okay. You know what I mean? No. Like in basketball, there is only one winner of the game. Yeah. Not everybody picks the same winner all the time. Yeah, but if you're in a league for brackets and a bunch of people pick the same winner. It comes down to whoever wins the championship. Yeah, but say five people pick the same championship winner. How do you differentiate between those five people? Because of who they picked before that. That's what I mean. There's so, got to be points attributed before that then. 
it's, or you just move up to the next level? No, not everybody picks all of the same winners all the time. So obviously someone's going to get more points by picking more of the right winners. So you get one point per winner? I guess. But we can't do that because who do we... I mean, there's no right winner. Well, we'll just do... It's just be two winners. A Chris winner and a Jerry winner. <laughs> okay. I... Whoever picks closest to Jerry's bracket and whoever picks closest to my bracket will be big winners. They'll win a t-shirt. Yeah. All right. And some stickers. Of course. And maybe more. You got to have stickers. Maybe Maybe a water bottle. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll get you something. This is, there's real stakes here, guys. But all you got to do is fill out. It's not hard to fill out this bracket. We need a hundred percent listener participation. Yeah. That's just minimum. And we have, um, over 2000 listeners. Roughly. Give or take 2000. So that means we had 2,000 brackets to go through. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. We'd have to have a whole team. So, yeah, look look for that. We're going to post it, and uh, it'll be up this week. Yeah. So I'm done. If you're done. I'm good to go. All right. That was episode 16, Chris. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs>